Yo, Pete. What's up? If you had just one chord to play for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm, G. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you are listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you in the key of G. In the key of G, <laughs> apparently, for the rest of our lives. Yes. <laughs> uh, today we are talking about uh, some modal things, which is why I brought up that just one chord. We got an email um, just the other day from a uh, listener in England, I think. Yeah, yeah, the UK, University of Essex, uh, Professor Emeritus. My friend, you just made a full pot. The UK is not necessarily England. Yeah, but it's Essex, so it's probably okay, assuming. Okay, got it, got it. So this is uh, from our listener, Peter. Uh, we have a lot of Peters, actually, around here. Uh, he says, hi, Adam and Peter. I'm recently retired and can now spend a bit more time developing my jazz piano. Big nice. fan of your podcast, especially as a pianist, the more technical episodes. I've been experimenting with ma- <laughs> I've been experimenting with making my own arrangements of standards, but would really appreciate some advice on what I've referred to as modalizing a standard jazz tune. Mm. How do you go about doing that? Could you do a podcast cast up? Uh, could you do a podcast on that? Keep up the great work, and yes, we can, Peter. We're doing one right now. That's right. Now, can we do it with effective advice? Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll <laughs> hear it. Still, we'll hear it. Verdict's still out. Now, I, I, so I have some ideas here that I jotted down. Um, cool. Because there are ways that you can do this. I, I do this all the time. I hear you do this all the time. Yeah. Um, the great thing about this sort of technique of of modalizing a standard is that uh, it doesn't have to be the whole tune that yeah. you're playing it could just be one part or it could be the whole tune i mean right. it's however much of it you want to do um it's really a stylistic thing and uh, for for those of you who don't know i think what he's referring to is getting a modal sound on like a great american song book kind of jazz standard right you know, like uh, all the things you are or you know there will never be another you or something and and getting a modal sound out of that yeah i mean i think sometimes I mean, there's many different ways. Interested to hear what your other your, your ways of doing it, but I'm just thinking now. Um, you know, sometimes it's a matter of just putting a different mode in than is typically heard at that place, which kind of you know gives it that sound. And I think that tunes that sit on chords for a little bit longer would make that easier. It's just one way to do it. But like yeah. if you think of like uh, on Green Dolphin Street, so yeah. you've got that big E flat major section, and so you, you know at the beginning for what for two bars. And, um, you know, which isn't that long of a time, but for a standard tune, it's, it's a little bit of sitting there, especially at the beginning of a tune, maybe. Yep. Um, but typically, you know, major scale over that chord, which technically is modal, but it really doesn't have the modal sound. No. Right. Yeah. Because uh, like, what is that? Ionian is the well, major. Yeah. Actually, yeah. that first eight bars of Green Dolphin Street has a bit of a modal sound, the way it works through on the pedal. Right. You know what I mean? And actually, yep. that was one of my ideas of, oh, sorry. of this. Sorry. No, no. You, <laughs> this is number one is reharms. Yep. And pedaling is one of those things that you can do. Right. And Green Dolphin Street sort of naturally does that for yeah. you. But you could do like I think you were alluding to. You could do even more. Well, yeah, because even if you just switch it, like say over that, those first bars, if you go, um, um, like Lydian, mm-hmm. because that's sort of the normal alteration. It's not altering it too much from from the major, but gives it that kind of modal sound. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, when you switch, certainly to the you know to the third bar, if you go to that Dorian kind of sound, 
which is really what it is in any any case coming off of the major or the Lydian, that immediately gives it that kind of modal sound. And then it's something you can return to at any point, yep. even on different chords and stuff. Because really like the, the, the real modal sound, you're sitting somewhere for a while and you're like exploring in a very usually interesting melodic and rhythmic way That's these right. specific kind of tones in that modal scale. That's right. Um, and then on this same kind of reharm kick, I do think that, um, and this this kind of goes away uh, goes with another point that I was going to make. Uh, tritone subs are especially effective to get a modal sound, or any kind of substituting the five chord. Yeah. Like what you really want to do, Peter, is take away any kind of trope of the standard, yep. right? Any kind of uh, cliche of the standard. A two five one is yep. two like two five one six. That doesn't have a modal sound at all. Right, it pulls you out. Pulls you out. It, it's a very grounded sound. So what you can do, say like a, a two five and E flat, is go F minor, maybe E minor. Yeah. You know, like keep that that Dorian transition, sound transitional area there yeah. down a half step, and then to the E flat major, or even F minor, D minor, yeah. E flat major. You know, just whatever the five is. Yeah taking that out of the equation and you can really almost do anything in that spot right and it's going to sound more modal and you could even use i think because like when you talked about from that f my i guess that would be like the ninth bar or whatever yeah which is the first time when in that particular tune you're kind of leaving the built-in modal area yeah so i think it is important then not to because it can sound a little bit you know cliched if you jump back and forth from that real stand. I mean, maybe sometimes you want that, that's fine. Yeah. But if you want to stay into that modal thing, you actually need to find something at these times. And I think that, that you really hit on it as far as on the five chords or a dominant chord is always a good place to substitute or, or to put a lot of different things like unexpected thing, E minor, seven or whatever, because you're already, there's already some dr drama built into those chords and you can get away with more. I mean, yeah. you can do it anywhere. You can do it anywhere, but, but maybe at the beginning of the tune, is, is, it's better to stay within those parameters. But it's almost, it's almost as important that you're taking away that 5-1 yeah. than it is you're putting in something that sounds modal. Like right. the, the modal sound comes because there's no you know, obvious uh, Western harmony cadence happening. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like where it's just like, Five one. Yeah. If you take that away, then you get uh, more of a modal sound. I would start uh, with, like I said, the tritone sub. Like, yeah. you know, an E seven. If you really want to get a modal sound, you could do like an E seven sus. Yeah. To get more of a ambiguous sound. Right. Or do uh, you know borrow from the the four minor, so you can go up to A flat minor instead of. Yeah. You know what I mean? That it's a little more inside than maybe a modal sound you want, but it's a way to start to get out of there. That's good. Yeah. Now I'm just thinking of some other things, and this is certainly in no particular order, sure. just sort of riffing on on this idea of modality. Um, I think in general, like if you both solo and comping. Um, if you start to think, um, you know, in terms of the the mode, and look, modes are already, you know, diatonically all the same, or at least if we talk about modes of the major scale, and then we, you know, yeah. probably won't have time to go beyond that. But the modes are all diatonic. So if you think about your comping and you shift into like some fourth voicings, which would basically just be three note voicings in the yeah. left hand separated by a perfect fourth mm -hmm. to start, mm -hmm. and then you move up diatonically, you're going to get, you're not going to be moving parallel or chromatically, so the intervals are going to change. They're mm -hmm. still going to be fourths, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's going to be, you know, uh, d d diminished, uh, augmented fourth. Flat or four, yeah. 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 So once you start moving things around, and this is this kind of sound. moving with those fourth voicings over i mean that could be dorian that could be major could be you know any of the different modes that immediately gets you into that 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 modal sound like if you don't want to actually go to a substitute or whatever that's a super important point and and something peter that you should consider working on like immediately to get that sound 
I mean, not you, Peter. Peter oh, okay. here yeah, no, in, man, in I, the UK. I, like I do need to work investing. on it, though. <laughs> uh, uh, but if you can get those three-note chordal voicings in your hand, the built-in fourths in all the keys, yep. anywhere on their diatonic scale, you don't even have to substitute anything. Like you said, you yep. just start getting that sound. Now you throw in another idea I had with that, some pentatonic uh, mm. patterns, yep. you know, which is very easy to do as a pianist because it really fits our five fingers just right. perfectly. Feels you know? good. It feels, feels great. Uh, you can immediately get that on just about any tune. You yep. know what I mean? I mean, it's like fourth. There's voicings, always a place to find it. Some pentatonic stuff or even just not even it doesn't even have to be pentatonic, but just shapes in your hand. Yeah. You know, that starts getting into uh, getting that sound, I think, that you're looking for. Yeah. And I think both those things, the fourth and the left hand, and the pentatonic in the right, those shapes, they can, if you actually learn them in both hands, it can be very helpful totally, melodically totally. and also comp, you know, chordal wise, because a lot of times we're taking the same shapes that we use for voicings and using them as, as melodic shapes. Yeah, pianists, do not sleep on your left hand voicings. Practice them in your right hand. You will, I promise you, you will thank us for this right. advice because all of a sudden you have, first of all, uh, you can comp up there, yep. which you might not realize, and it sounds That's pretty right. good. Um, but you can play some pretty damn good like melodic content with those shapes. Yep. So. The other thing is do not actually sleep on your left hand. I did that the other <laughs> night in an awkward way, and I kind of woke up with a little wrist pain. To tell you the truth, so. Well, Peter, uh, in Essex, uh, hope this uh, – no, you're in Wivenhoe Park. Sorry, I'm getting a little too specific. <laughs> you, you have at, a zip code? Uh, or, or? Uh, 937. <laughs> Longitude? Uh, Peter, thanks for the question. This is a great yep. question and uh, something I don't know if we've actually touched on this specifically, so I uh, hope yeah. this helps. That's good. Good yeah. stuff. And good thing for you know all you horn players, vocalists, drummers, or whatever, to, to get sit down at the piano or the guitar and play some of these voicings, play some of these you know things in a way that, I mean, of course, you can work on modality on your instrument, but it can really open things up if you get a little bit of... Uh, um, you know, harmonic vertical understanding as well. Totally true. Until, until next time, uh, you'll hear it. Mm -hmm.